Thank you for joining the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, our study is entitled The Reign of David, Sweet Psalmist of Israel. During this study, we will learn the character traits that contributed to David's reputation as a man after God's own heart. You can purchase your copy of this book, along with many other study resources, on our website, bogardpress.org. So, grab your copy of the Winter 2023 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. The lesson for December 31st, 2023 is entitled, David and Bathsheba. It comes from 2 Samuel chapter 11, verses 1-5, through 5, verses 14 and 15. The key verse, And when the morning was past, David sent and fetched her to his house, and she became his wife, and bare him a son, but the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 27. The application, the student will comprehend that staying close to the Lord by being obedient and faithful is the best safeguards for dealing with temptations to sin. Seeking the context. The Bible is full of examples written for our learning, Romans chapter 15 and verse 4, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 11. But the lessons are not always taken from good deeds. The Bible was not written to gloss over the lives of Bible characters, making them appear better than they were. No, the Bible tells the straightforward truth about all, and this means we read the good and the bad. We read that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, Genesis chapter 6 and verse 8, and was a preacher of righteousness, 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5. But we also read that he became drunk, Genesis chapter 9 and verse 21. We read of Peter who had the great confession about our Lord's identity. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 16. And yet he denied the Lord three times. Matthew chapter 26 verses 69 through 75. So it is with David. The two things King David is best remembered for are slaying Goliath and committing adultery with Bathsheba. Both accounts contains lessons for us to learn. The first made David a hero to be admired. The last reminds us that David was human and struggled with sin like the rest of us. The first inspires us to live by faith and achieve great things for the Lord. The last warns us of the dangers of our own sinfulness. So today we learn from a very bad episode in the life of David about the dangers of sin and temptation. If King David, who was a man after God's own heart and had God's special presence in the spirit, could succumb to committing adultery and murder, we too may destroy marriages and people with our sin. The lesson is very clear. We are sinners. Temptations are all around us, and we must take special care to avoid them. As we work our way through this lesson, let the admonition of the Apostle Paul remind us Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. 
1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 12 and 13. What are some temptations you are struggling with right now? Searching the text. Number 1. Conceiving the sin. 2 Samuel chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. And it came to pass, after the year was expired, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him in all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. And it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. King David illustrated in action what James wrote, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. James chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. David looked, he lusted, and he sinned. Sin always begins in the heart with a thought or an idea. Jesus made this abundantly clear, saying, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 28. The first line of defense against sin is to avoid it. Run away from it. Flee fornication, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6.18. David's initial look at Bathsheba seemed to be an accident, but he did not turn away. David continued to look, even gaze, upon Bathsheba's beauty. This is where David went wrong. David should have followed Job's example, who made a covenant with his eyes not to look upon a young woman. Job 31 and verse 1. Something else. David should have been with his troops at war. 2 Samuel chapter 11 and verse 1 tells us that it was the time when kings go forth to battle. Joab and all of Israel's soldiers left for battle, but David tarried at Jerusalem. The parallel passage of 1 Chronicles 20 and 1 does not include the incident with Bathsheba, but makes the same contrasting statement about David. While Joab and the Israelite army were out winning battles against the Ammonites, David tarried at Jerusalem. We also notice that David had just risen from an afternoon nap. Verse 2. Why was the king napping while his army was at war? Was David upon his rooftop contemplating battle plans or issues of the state, or was he just bored? Leisure time is needed, but too much can be dangerous. We usually do much better in life when we are purposefully busy in our jobs, chores at home, and serving the Lord. Too much time on our hands can lead to mischief. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 11 and 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 13. It seems that David had grown a bit arrogant and inactive with the many victories the Lord had given him, and this got him in big trouble. This is hard to say about David, but he was becoming Saul-like and letting others do his fighting for him. Formerly, it was David taking on Goliath and enemy armies in Saul's place. Remember what the Israelites said about David? 
Also in time past, when Saul was king over us, thou was he that us out and broughtest in Israel. 2 Samuel chapter 5 and verse 2. Shirking his responsibility got Saul in trouble. It did the same with David. Has boredom ever gotten you in trouble? Number two, committing the sin. Second Samuel chapter 11 in verses 3 through 5. And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her. And she came in unto him, and he lay with her. For she was purified from her uncleanness, and she returned unto her house. And the woman conceived, and sent and told David, and said, I am with child. David had already sinned against the Lord in marriage because he married multiple women. Second Samuel chapter 3 verses 2 through 5, chapter 5 verses 13 through 16. The Lord spelled it out plainly that the king of Israel was not to marry multiple wives. Deuteronomy chapter 17 and verse 17. Instead of staring at a bathing woman, David should have been reading the law of God. Verses 18 through 20. Furthermore, when he found out that Bathsheba was the wife of Uriah the Hittite, this information should have been a stop sign. Sadly, it was not. David had already violated his own marriage and had become dulled to the sin against marriage. Somehow he thought that it was okay for the king to violate another man's marriage and commit adultery with his wife. To make the sin worse, Bathsheba was the daughter of Eliam and the wife of Uriah. Both of these men were part of David's elite fighters, mighty men. 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 34 and 39. David was committing adultery with the daughter of a man and the wife of another man who were out on the battlefield fighting the Lord's battles where David should have been. How shameful. The more we sin, the easier it gets, and usually the sin grows worse. Take, for example, the sin of pornography. Sadly, with the abundance of pornographic sites on the internet, it is easy to accidentally open one. I have done it. I was shocked and nervously stumbled with my computer mouse trying to remove the images from the screen. But what if I had stared for a while? I would have felt guilty and been convicted, and hopefully I would have repented and sought the Lord's forgiveness. But what if I went back to the same site over and over? Eventually, the guilt and conviction would have felt less and less, and I would convince myself that there was no harm in looking at images on a computer screen. Eventually, pornography would become a destructive addiction. I know of men whose pornographic addiction started just as I have described. Watch out. Do not start. Do not become dulled to the severity of sin. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 19. Have you grown dull to the conviction of your sins? Number three, covering up the sin. Second Samuel chapter 11 verses 14 and 15. And it came to pass in the morning that David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote in the letter saying, Set ye Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle 
and retire ye from him, that he may be smitten and die. There has been much speculation over Bathsheba's guilt in this adultery, but in every way this narrative and the subsequent words of the Lord to David show Bathsheba to be a victim and not a violator. Let us look at some facts. Bathsheba was doing what the law required of her in purifying herself. Leviticus chapter 15 verses 19 through 33, 2 Samuel chapter 11 verses 2 and 4. This is why she was bathing, and everything suggests she was trying to do so privately. She was obeying the law while David was breaking it. When David inquired about her, she was identified as the wife of Uriah, a married woman. She in no way tried to conceal her identity. When the prophet Nathan confronted David with his sin in 2 Samuel 12, he said nothing that accused Bathsheba. Instead, he clearly said twice that David took Bathsheba away from her husband. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 9 and 10. King David, the most powerful man in Israel, victimized Bathsheba. Now Bathsheba was pregnant. Sadly, David showed little emotion to the news, but instead put a plan in motion to cover up his sin. He brought Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, off the battlefield for a few days of rest in hopes that he would spend some intimate time with his wife to make Bathsheba's pregnancy appear to be the result of their marriage and not his adultery. Uriah would not comply, did not go to his house, but slept outside on the ground with the rest of the king's servants. He did so out of loyalty to God, David, and his fellow soldiers on the battlefield. 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 11. The contrast between David and Uriah was striking and should have convict, convicted David. David got Uriah drunk, but that did not work either. So David did the unthinkable. He wrote a letter to Commander Joab, instructing him to put Uriah in the hottest part of the battle, retreat from him, and let him be killed. In essence, David assassinated Uriah and sent the letter of his assassination by his own hand. How worse can you get? David's wicked plan worked, and Uriah died a hero's death. David, still in effort to save his own reputation, took Bathsheba to be his wife, but the last words of Second Samuel 11 are foreshadowing. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. Verse 27. How do you think David justified his actions in his own heart? Setting the application. David's sins were as bad as one can get. He took advantage of a woman, sexually abused her, and killed her husband. These horrific sins of David remind us just how bad people can get, even God's people. There is no need to try to justify anything David did, not by social constructs or cultural norms, because there is no justification for what David did. Or is there? Yes, there is. It is called God's grace. Of course, we do not mean justification in the sense of excusing what David did. God did not excuse what David did. He forgave him. We will have to continue that thought in next week's lesson. But God's forgiveness of David reminds us that there is no sin too dirty or dark that God will not forgive. God is big and God's grace is big. But where sin abounded, 
grace did much more abound. Romans chapter 5 and verse 20. But this also must be said. David suffered consequences for the rest of his life for what he did. Yes, we can always go to God and be forgiven. But the seeds we sow will grow. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. With the power of the Holy Spirit living in us, let us throw off the sins which so easily trip us up and run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. We cannot be sinless in this life, but we can always strive to sin less. How can you overcome temptation in your life? Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue learning from David, a man after God's own heart. Bogard Press is the publishing ministry of the American Baptist Association. We exist to equip churches with the resources they need to carry out the Great Commission. These resources include Bible study materials for preschoolers through adults, including Sunday School, Children's Chapel, Baptist Training Course, Bible Challenge, and Vacation Bible School. Please visit our website to find all the ministry resources you will need at bogardpress.org. That's bogardpress.org. Until next week, find daily encouragement from our daily devotionals at bogardpress.org.